Hey, it's me, again, uh, and it's been a very long time, but I'm back, and I've realized recently that I am not good at talking, still, and uh, the whole point of this podcast was to kind of give me practice in talking for long periods of time, because I'm not good at it, and I realized recently that I had fallen back into, you know, bad habits of not being able to know what I'm thinking about. That's not what I'm saying. See, you can tell. <laughs> right off the bat. Uh, I, I can't talk well. That's what I'm saying. So that's why this podcast has started, is why I'm just kind of talking about things that I like. Things that I can talk about for, you know, minutes upon minutes. Uh, so today I'm going to be talking about Reliant K, which was a band that I grew up with. Probably the first, like, band that I started following, like... I don't know. My my uh, exposure to music has been a lot different from other people. I don't listen to music regularly. Uh, and, you know, if you were to tell me, like, a, a modern band name, I would be like, I either haven't heard of them or I have heard of them and I don't know many of their songs. But Reliant K was one of the few bands, along with Owl City, uh, that really got to me when I was growing up. And I still stay up to date on a lot of their stuff. And I think especially, like, growing up and saying, like, you know, kind of getting into the emo phase, a lot of Reliant K songs were kind of like, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, kind of inner dialogue with yourself or with God or however you wanted to interpret it, uh, saying, like, why am I like this? Why am I a terrible person? That kind of thing. And that really spoke to me a lot. And then a lot of them were just kind of non-sequiturs. Like, they had a, a whole song that was literally gibberish. It was literally called gibberish. And I memorized it, which is uh, kind of interesting in, in, in my... Well, I listen to the CD a lot, so that, that kind of goes to show how much I listen to it. Uh, but anyway, it, it really spoke to me because, like, if I had, like, you know... If I felt sorry for myself or whatever, there was something there. And also, if I... Uh, you know, wanted something fun and upbeat, there was also something there. So uh, that's why I really liked Reliant K. And, you know, at the time, probably 6th or 7th grade or so, I didn't really have much exposure to other bands. So they were kind of my only thing. And, uh, you know, uh, the you know I probably could have sought out other bands. I didn't know about Owl City at that point. Actually, I don't think he had really done much at that point. But, uh, so, yeah, so, uh, Reliant K, um, opening thoughts. What am I going to say? I haven't done this in a while. I want to try to do this a lot more often to have, uh, anchor podcasts. Uh, I don't know what order I'm going in. But anyway, so, uh, general thoughts about Reliant K. It's good. They're good. Uh, they've gone through a lot of changes. They've existed since 2000, 2002-ish, something like that. I think their first album was like either 2000 or 2001, something like that. And they're still releasing stuff, although I think the lead singer is kind of doing stuff with his own projects at this point. I don't, I don't quite know. I haven't really caught up. I've, I've kind of only uh, been into them for their, their you know, older stuff, which is okay. You know, I think a lot of other people are the same. 
I think a lot of people uh, in, enjoy their like first four albums or so, and then after that it's kind of like, eh, you know, I'll listen to this single here and there, but like, you know, that was their good stuff. That was their stuff that brings me nostalgia, and and that was definitely the thing for me as well, which I'll get into in the next segment. But uh, so yeah. Uh, uh, early on, I think Reliant K was a lot of, uh, you know, brought down a lot by the, the Christian music genre, which, you know, uh, a lot of their songs dealt with kind of that, that worship thing, but, uh, now, like, um, you know, it's, it's definitely not something that should hold them back, and, and I don't think they're part of the genre anymore, I think that the genre of Christian music has, like, gone more toward worship than, uh, other bands who, you know, say once on Facebook that they're Christian or whatever, and so, oh, we have to harp on them, you know, so, uh, I, I think it, that's changed a lot, and I don't think they should be held back by that genre name, uh, but, yeah, it, it's kind of a pop-punk-ish genre, although they have done stuff, some stuff like some acoustic, some rock stuff, they've done a cover album, too, which was pretty good as well. Um, but anyway, I will talk more about specifics and my experiences with with a Reliant K or Early and K for some reason why I like to call them that. I don't know why. Uh, but so yeah, I'll get into the next thing. See me make me see it right now. Okay, so uh, two lefts don't make a right, but three do. Was uh, well, let me tell you about the story. So I was in my sister's room which was downstairs of our house. And uh, I think she was, like, just playing her music at some point. I don't know what we were talking about. But uh, the song College Kids by Reliant K came up. And, you know, I wasn't in college. I was probably in 6th grade, 6th or 7th grade at that point. And, uh, you know, I, I liked it. You know, I hadn't heard anything like it. But, again, I hadn't heard much music by that point. So, uh... I was like, yeah, I really like this song. And uh, my sister was like, you know, do you want to listen to the album? And I was like, uh, sure, that the CD that it, that it came from. I was, I was like, sure, I'll do that. And also I'm giving myself a much lower voice than I had at that point. But anyway, that's, that's another, another topic. Uh, so she actually gave me the CD because uh, I believe... At that point, uh, mm -hmm, and Five Score and Seven Years Ago had come out. I believe Five Score had just come out at that point. Uh, so she considered those like the best albums, and so she was like, "Eh, here, little brother, you can have, uh, you know, this not as good album." And I listened to Two Lefts uh, Don't Make a Right but Three Do so much. <laughs> I memorized the gibberish song. That's how much I, I listened to it, uh, and you know, it, it, I was dealing with a lot of you know preteen and teenage angst, as you will, and uh, you know I had uh, like a crush at the time, and so a lot of the thoughts I was feeling was kind of, you know, cemented in that album, and also my sister was going to look at uh, colleges at that point, she was in like eleventh grade or so, and so she was going to look at uh, colleges, so. I think that was before I got my iPod, so that would have been, uh, like, uh, you know, so it would have been, 
I think I had a CD player and I just had that on loop like when we drove up to to visit her school so that she could take tours. Um, so yeah, so that that's a lot of nostalgia for me, a lot of middle school and a lot of going to visit my sister's college for some reason. Uh, so songs that really spoke to me. Obviously there was like the Chapstick and Mood Rings. Those I think were the most popular ones out of that album. But also, you know, every song was good in their own way, which was cool to me. And I would often play it on shuffle, and literally adjust that album on shuffle. <laughs> I think that was like the first thing I put on my iPod when I when I got an iPod the next year. Um, but uh, Trademark was really spoke to me. Uh, in fact, I remember I had a little, uh, little spy thing. Uh, I was part of like this quote-unquote spy university that would give me like <laughs> it would mail like do you remember like those those uh, I don't know what they're called but the the things that would like mail you like cool toys every month or something and they would have a theme and you know I was part of like the magic university and the space university thing so spy university was one of them and I got this little voice recorder thing that could record maybe like 20 seconds of of audio and so for a while i had it record like the first 20 seconds of trademark and i don't know why i wanted to do that but i i just you know every time i guess because i didn't always have access to a cd player i guess that's why so i could listen to the first 20 seconds of you know that i think it might just be all right to leave what matters out of sight and that was pretty much it <laughs> That was pretty much all it could record. I think... Yeah, I think that's all it could record. I don't think it could record another another line. Uh, but, yeah, that, that song really... I listened to that song a lot. Probably the most on that album, honestly. Uh, Overthinking was another favorite of mine. Uh, don't touch the positive with the negative ends. Even though that is what you're supposed to do in order to create a full circuit. But that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, uh, Gibberish was a fun one to just be able to sing, uh, the, oh, do I remember any of it? It's kind of like the Poké Rap, where you just kind of sit there and listen to it over and over until you get it, just because you want to. Uh, Argwoo sent a Finnegan in her Dunderford, beat a manicosticated insert, the affiliate stinted yellow something like that. Anyway... <laughs> I still remember a lot of that. Paravillantinier. That was that was the main word in there. So, uh, two lefts don't make a right, but three do. Um, really fell in love with that album. Every song spoke to me in some way. Uh, let's see if I wait. Okay, I'm gonna see if I could I could name all the songs in order, because I feel like I can. Uh, okay, Chapstick was the first one. Mood Rings was the second one. Uh, Fallout. Wait, what was it called? Fallout. Uh. Face down, coffee grains. Falling out. That was a, that's what it was called. Falling out. Uh, and then forward motion. Then pink tux to the prom. Wow, that that was a cool. <laughs> that was just an out there song. Uh, then um, college kids. Then trademark. Then hoops. I did it again. Which yeah, plan words there. Um, nine. I think nine was overthinking. 10 was uh, Getting Into You. 11 was 
Uh, I am understood. That was a fun one. That was a cool one. That was a cool song. Uh, uh, listening to it more recently, the lyrics really are really cool. Um, Twelve. Uh, I know gibberish was in there somewhere. Oh, Twelve was, that's right, Twelve was the breakfast at Tiffany's, where he literally just, like, it's like a, a hidden track or whatever, and, he, and you just, like, hear this like, uh, clinking of plates and stuff, like they're at a breakfast restaurant, and he's like, ah, oh, I love this breakfast at Tiffany's, at Tiffany's, you know, the, uh, uh, the scrambled eggs and cinnamon toast, mm. and it's just like that, like, is what's that? That might have been another album, I might be wrong there, but anyway, it was a hidden track there, and then gibberish, and then, uh, I want to say that's when Jefferson Aeroplane was there, which is a Freaking cool song, by the way. Super catchy. And I would recommend that album for anybody who's kind of nostalgic for, like, the early 2000s stuff. Anyway, I've talked too long about that album. So... Bye. Next album. Next next segment. Okay, so, uh... A little while after being given Two Lefts Don't Make a Right but Three Do by my sister, she also gave me their previous album called uh, The Anatomy of the Tongue-in-Cheek, which featured uh, Sadie Hawkins' dance on there, as well as Pressing On, which wasn't as popular, but Sadie Hawkins' dance became kind of iconic, at least in the Christian music world. Um, And so that was a fun song. But uh, later on, I got the MP3s from my sister for Mm Mm-hmm, which, yes, that's literally spelled M-M-H-M-M, and uh, five score and seven years ago. Uh, And um, so I got it, like, just before we were going to our trip in Oregon. And uh, so I definitely, especially come right out and say it, for some reason I I associate that song with driving around in the woods uh, just driving around this resort we were go- our family was going to, looking around at the other houses and looking around at the scenery. For some reason, yeah, that, that song really reminds me of that. Um, and also, uh, <laughs> so it's interesting because I remember uh, the order of that album as well, uh, or a lot of it. I don't remember as much as Two Lefts, but... Uh, I remember it because, like, my iTunes, for some reason, like, didn't recognize the CD or didn't, like, couldn't recall the, the song information from from the internet or something or other, but uh, the, the tracks that came on the, the, the uh, iTunes on my iPod were just track one, track two, track three, whatever. And so I had a little list written down of, uh, you know... Track one was Come Right Out and Say It, track two was Be My Escape, and so on and so on. I, I don't remember anything past that, though. Track six was My Girl's Ex-Boyfriend. Um, uh, I don't remember anything else, though. But, uh, so that was, that was fun. Um, and Five Score and Seven Years Ago, definitely one of my favorite albums of Reliant K. Uh, probably, like, top three. Um, I really like Devastation and Reform. Even though it's such a such a such a banger, I guess is what you say. Um, it's it's so cool. It's like anyway. I, I make it sound like it's on a banjo, but it sounds a lot more epic uh, when they do it. 
Uh, and it also talks about kind of, uh, well, devastation and reform. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's not exactly the, the most happy song when it comes to lyrics. Uh, this Week the Trend was also really fun to me. I remember, yeah, I have this specific memory of before going on the trip to, oh, yeah, that's right. It was, it, I, I associated it more with getting ready for my sister's, uh, graduation party, her high school graduation party, and, uh, you know, having to do a lot of cleanup, like, outside and stuff, and I would listen to, especially, mm mm-hmm, but also five score and seven years ago, uh, a lot while we were getting ready, and I have this specific memory of listening to This Week the Trend, like, and I, for some reason, had my iPod with me at the time, but we were going to Costco to get, like, straws and paper plates and, and I think some food items for her graduation party, and, uh, so I remember going back out to the car, and this week the trend coming on, and for some reason I still remember that, and I don't know why, but it, it always comes back to me whenever I listen to that song, which is kind of cool. Um, other songs that I remember on, Be My Escape, always a good one. Uh, Give Until There's Nothing Left is always a good one. Always surprised me that they could rhyme. I have to remember what it is now. Until There's Nothing Else. Uh, uh, else and Out, they make sound like it rhymes, which which is pretty cool, I think. And then uh, Must Have Done Something Right was an awesome song, and it didn't sound like Reliant K, which I guess made it more awesome. Um, uh... And, and they used a lot of wordplay in that, which was cool. Cool to me. Um, let's see, what else? What other songs do I remember specifically? High of 75, which was a nice little happy song. That that was three. That was three on album, on the album, on, mm-hmm. Uh, wow, I should have listened to, like, these full albums beforehand, because I'm sure a lot, of, a lot more nostalgia would come back. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've, I've linked together these two albums because I, I got them at the same time and I listened to them all through at the same time. So yeah, a lot of nostalgia for me there. And uh, next I'll go into Birds in the B-Sides, which is a lot more nostalgia. Okay, so another reason why I like Reliant K so much is that like almost all of their albums I have so much nostalgia for, and so many, like, specific memories come out of, like, each song, each album that I grew up with, which is really cool to me. And so, excuse me, wow, rude. Uh, and that's why they're going to be very close to my heart, always. Um, and another example of that is The Birds and the B-Sides, which was considered, like, probably one of their worst albums, I guess. Uh, especially after coming after, like, uh, mm-hmm and Five Score. Uh, but it was the first Reliant K album that was given to me, uh, I believe, for a Christmas present. And um, let's see if I... Or it might have been a birthday present. I don't remember. But I do remember specifically that it was given to me uh, the same holiday that I got Harvest Moon Tree of Tranquility for the Nintendo Wii. And I was so excited for both of those. And they were very interconnected because I uh, loaded uh, Birds in the B-Sides onto my iPod, and I would listen to it while I played Harvest Moon. Um, 
So yeah, whenever I play that game or listen to that album, I think of the other. So they are forever connected in my mind, which is kind of weird to think. You wouldn't really think of those two being uh, connected, but they are in my mind, which is kind of cool. Um, so, and I also really like Birds and the B-Sides uh, that, you know, it was twice the length of a regular album. And actually, I probably should have put this segment before the other one, but that's okay. So I actually got this album before I got, uh, before I listened to Mm-hmm and Five Score. Uh, and the reason I know that is because uh, the Birds and the B-Sides, the actual B-Sides, or their, their B-Side album, quote-unquote, uh, they, uh, they have a bunch of acoustic versions of songs that were on Mm-hmm and Five Score, like uh, Who I Am Hates Who I've Been, Up and Up, uh, I think there was one more. I don't remember which one, though. But, uh, so, that was my, uh, first exposure to those songs. And so, when I heard, like, these actual rock versions of them, when I listened to them later on, it was like, oh, man, this is cool, but it's not as good as the, the original, which I thought the, you know, uh, acoustic versions of them were the original, which is kind of funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, but, you know, None of the songs, like, specifically, you know, were like, ah, oh, this is such a good song, you know? Because uh, they were all, like, really weird songs, to be honest. I didn't really know what they were talking about. I just kind of listened for the, the music, not necessarily the lyrics. Uh, the Scene and Heard was one of my favorites on there. Um, or actually, I guess at that point, I, I definitely... Like, I didn't care about the lyrics. I was just, I just wanted something to, you know, yeah, this is cool music, you know, for the the, the beat, I guess, and for the, the melody in it. So, you know, the acoustic stuff I didn't really care for as much. Um, uh, so, as I was, you know, playing Harvest Moon, uh, I was listening to, you know, The Seen and Heard, which was cool. Uh, uh, probably my favorite song off that album was... Uh, Lining is Silver. That was the one that I enjoyed the most at the time. Although now it's probably different. Now it's probably, um, oh, actually, before I talk about that, Lining is Silver, what he talks about, like, finding skeletons in his closet, which is kind of creepy, I thought at first, because I didn't know what that phrase meant at the time. Uh, so it's, it's actually kind of creepy lyrics when you think about it. Um, but, uh, it's a good song. I like it. Uh, it's the, isn't, isn't it nice to know that the lining is silver, uh, but we're golden, which is kind of a cool lyric. Uh, so, um, uh, so, uh, let's see, another song. Um, what's it called? Uh, At Least We Made It This Far. That song actually kept, like, coming up in my head. It was so catchy, like, uh, the... You have given me a heart attack, you'll never know What it's like to have to face the facts you might let go And I won't live with any part of that he I, I messed up the lyrics there, I don't know. But anyway, that, that song keeps getting stuck in my head. At least we made it, or at least we made it this far And it all looks smooth from here. You know, 
That song keeps coming up in my head. Uh, also, Where Do I Go From Here, which is the first song on the album, which is pretty cool. Um, let's see. On the opposite side of the album, let's see. On the original ones, or kind of their experimentation, I guess, was was the point of that. Uh, for the band, I really liked, just because it was so random. Also, Five Iron Frenzy is either dead or dying, and then Five Iron Frenzy is either dead or dying ska version. <laughs> can tell they were definitely having fun with that um and uh let's see um what other songs can i think of that were on there uh so there was um ah i can't think of any um i just want you to know that that one called i just want you to know uh was a pretty good one as well i definitely remember that one uh, let's see. Um, was there one concerning a bird? I don't remember. I might be confusing it with an Owl City album. Uh, but, but yeah, I'd recommend it. It's, it's kind of fun to listen to. It's a fun album. They definitely had fun with it. It's not necessarily, like, one of their best ones, one of their most artistic ones, but it's, you know, it's comedy-based. Uh, so it, it's fun, you know. Okay, so I know this podcast is getting long. And I apologize, but I have a lot of specific memories with Reliant K. Whoa, woof. A lot of specific memories with Reliant K, and I'd like to, you know, talk about it. Because that's the point of this podcast, is just training my talking. So, uh, Forget and Not Slow Down was, uh... Honestly, it's probably my favorite album of theirs. Um, just because it's, you know, I love every song on that album. And also, uh, it it really spoke to me at a time where I was doubting myself, like I was in high school at the time. And you know, it was it was it was nice. Some of the some of the songs were fun. Uh, they definitely experimented a lot with you know the intros and outros to songs, which was kind of weird, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, it was it was also kind of an experimental album. But there were also a lot of songs that were you know forget and not slow down had a really good message, you know based just on the title, you can already tell. And I'd rather forget and not slow down than gather regret for the things I can't change now, which which was pretty cool. And also Therapy had a pretty cool message as well. Uh, you know, just, like, kind of thinking, like, oh, you can, you know, go into solitude and do your own thing, and that's considered therapy. And you should do that, and you should take time for yourself, which is pretty cool. Uh, Candlelight. Let's talk about Candlelight for a second. Because I really like that song. <laughs> it's just so weird, and the puns were crazy. Uh, oh, also, I forgot to talk about the stenographer in The Birds and the B-Sides. That was probably one of my favorite ones on The B-Sides, because it dealt with so many puns. Anyway, uh, I, I really like Reliant K when they work with puns. That's probably one of the reasons why I uh, like puns so much, honestly. It's because I, re- I listen to Reliant K. I re-listen to Reliant K. Uh, so, uh, a Candlelight. Uh, was really catchy, and it, uh, probably one of my favorite pickup lines is in there. You're like an ancient artifact, something you're lucky to have found. I like that because it's kind of like, ancient artifact, what are you talking about, I'm old? And it's like, oh, something you're lucky to have found. It's like, aw, cute. Uh, so, uh, (laughs) um, uh, I really like that song too. And it also kind of has a cool piano feel to it. It definitely makes you feel like you're in, like, a candlelit restaurant. I, that's what I think of when I think of it. Um, 
And also this album I listened to a lot when uh, at my grandma's old house. She doesn't live there anymore, but she uh, used to live at this house uh, uh, like one city over from where I live. And we used to uh, stay the night, uh, you know, a few times during the year since uh, the house was probably too big for her and uh, there were like three or four guest bedrooms. So like my entire family, like my dad and mom and my sister would, would stay over there, uh, a few times a year. Um, and I remember specifically, again, weird memories connected to Reliant K, uh, brushing my teeth in the downstairs bathroom, which was snow white themed by the way. And it was also very cold because it was downstairs and it was a fairly old house, uh, brushing my teeth, listening to candlelight and also like listening to the full album. Uh, so, yeah, that's a specific memory from there. Um, let's see, other songs from that. I Don't Need a Soul, I enjoyed, surprisingly enough, although I probably didn't take to it a lot, just because it's kind of weird lyrics-wise, just because it's like, I don't need a soul to hold, uh, without you I'm still whole. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's kind of a breakup song. I'm getting that now. See, I'm smarter now. I can I can analyze lyrics better now. That's the cool thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, other songs on it. Um, uh, Therapy, again, was a good one. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, this is the End, If You Want It was pretty good, too. Uh, which was... Or this is the end was one song, and then in parentheses, if you want it, was the next song, which was kind of cool. You know, they experimented with a lot of that kind of thing. Also, uh, Sahara was a cool song because it dealt with lion puns, and I liked lions and I liked puns. So there you go. And uh, then Savannah was kind of this cool like da 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 it, it, you know, it, it was different from a lot of what they, what they did, because I think they experimented with a lot of different instruments, which was cool. It, it was fun, and it, it was a fun song, and also, you know, uh, you know, it, it, it is, yeah, they experimented a lot with this album. I said that before, but, uh, like, the, al the track after Candlelight was, um, it's called Solar Flare. I think, and uh, is just like this kind of outro to Candlelight, is what, is just the rhyme, a solar flare runs through her hair, and uh, something, I don't care, pales when they compare, something like that, uh, anyway, it's just like that one little simple rhyme, twice, with like a really uh, chill acoustic guitar in the background. Uh, and then Savannah did that too, and I believe Sahara did that as well. Uh, had the little extra track as an outro. Um, what was ah? Uh, what was the one before? Uh, if you want it, it was um, it had the word believe in it, didn't it? Um, believe it, hard to believe. No, uh, it's the one dealt with like glue. Ah, there were some good puns in there, and I don't remember what it is. I, I haven't thought about it in, like, years now, in, like, five years. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, it's been more than five years. It's been, like, ten years. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. 
wow, I'm having a, an age crisis right now. But anyway, uh, if you believe it, no. Something believe it. It had the word believe in it. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. But uh, so, yeah, that's, that's a good song, too. <laughs> Even though I don't remember it. So clearly it's a good song. Um, so, yeah, I'll talk about their new stuff in the next segment. But I really enjoyed Forget and Not Slow Down. Probably my favorite album of theirs. I really like the album art. It's kind of minimalistic. Kind of like, oh, we're out here camping kind of thing. So, yeah, check that out if you want to. Okay, so their newer stuff I can't really comment too much on because I haven't listened to it too much. Um, Because I think at the time when uh, Collapsible Lung and Air for Free came out, uh, you know, I was... uh, Probably late high school for me. And... um, you know, I was getting more into Owl City at the time, and of course, you can't be into more than one band at a time, you know, that's heresy, you know, <laughs> so that's probably what I thought at the time, uh, but, uh, oh, and also, I want to comment on their Christmas album real quick, uh, their Christmas album, uh, which was called, uh, uh, Let It Snow Baby, Let It Rain Deer, yeah, that's what it was called, I really like that one, too, uh, have memories of driving home from school, uh, with my mom, listening to that, and I Celebrate the Day is a really good one. Their Deck the Halls rendition is pretty good, as well as their uh, I'm Getting Nothing for Christmas and um, 12 Days of Christmas. I'd recommend those. But anyway, getting into their newer stuff, um, so Collapsible Lung, I actually have the the physical CD for, and I don't think they actually released physical copies of Air for Free, or if they did, I, I, I downloaded the MP... Actually, I don't think I've downloaded the MP3s. I think I've just listened to them on Spotify. But, uh, so, Collapsible Lung, the ones I specifically remember from that were, uh... Can't Complain, Lost Boy, and Boomerang. I don't think I remember any other ones from that. Uh, but, um... So, oh, and also they had a cover album... I really liked uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, as well as Baby. Anyway, those are my thoughts on that. Uh, <laughs> oh, and Girls don't want to have girls just want to have fun. That was pretty good too. Um, so newer stuff. Sorry, I keep getting sidetracked. They've had so many albums, and they've been all been so good to me. Uh, so uh, Collapsible Lung is was a lot different in that you know they didn't do their hard rock stuff. They did their kind of softer, uh, you know, with whistles in there. Like, I think Lost Boy started out with, like, a whistle solo, and, um, you know, I think it dealt more with, like, adult issues, like, oh, like, you know, um, getting pulled over by the police or something like that. Uh, so, uh, you know, like, something like that. I think Can't Complain was about that. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't like Collapsible Lung. And, you know, it didn't really speak to me, but again, I was older, so, and I think a lot of their audience was the same way, in that it didn't speak to them the same way that nostalgic stuff like Be My Escape, or Chapstick, or Sadie Hawkins Dance spoke to them. So they were like, ah, this isn't like your old stuff. Go back to doing your old stuff, which is not the way a band works, especially a band that's existed for, like, 18 years. I mean, even, like, bands that, you know, like Journey and, and stuff like that, that have existed since, you know, late 70s, 
are are doing different stuff, which is really cool. Um, but you know, they still have their their same sound and stuff. So I definitely applaud Reliant K for trying out a lot of new things. And uh, you know, don't go for nostalgia. Go for good music. You know, because <laughs> the music scene changes a lot. Uh, Air for Free, I really enjoyed. I like. So I listened to the album once, and I was like, okay, this is pretty good. And then I listened to it again, and y you know how, like, when you listen to an album for the first time, this may just be me, but you know when you listen to an album for the first time, and, and, and you're kind of like, yeah, I enjoy this, and then the, the second time is when you really, ha like, get into the, the lyrics, or really into, like, the, the subtleties between the songs. Uh, yeah, it was definitely that way for me, for Air for Free. Um, also, it's a big album. It's like, what is it, like 20 tracks or something like that? And a lot of them are interconnected. And a lot of them are really fun, like Mrs. Hippopotamus's. I, I really enjoyed that one. But also, Man was really good. Um, uh, Air for Free was pretty good as well. You know, a lot of songs are memorable. A lot of, you know, they, they have really good lyrics. And I think, especially recently... Uh, when I've been getting more into the lyrics of songs rather than the actual, you know, uh, everything else, uh, I've, I've enjoyed it more, especially with Reliant K where they have, like, brilliant lyrics, when they have, like, puns, but also, like, working in a really good message, which is pretty cool. Uh, so Air for Free, yeah, it's on Spotify, and all their stuff is on Spotify, but I believe Air for Free is their most recent stuff, and I don't know if Reliant K still exists as a band, to be honest. I really should have looked that up beforehand. I know the lead singer, Matt Thiessen, is doing uh, a tour with Owl City, actually, uh, this year uh, with his, like, side project. And that might just be him, or that might be other people, but it's not Reliant K, which is interesting to me. So it might not exist anymore. I don't know. Uh... But as, like, a person who grew up with them, and I think a lot of other people my age, uh, within my communities, uh, a lot of them felt the same way, where a lot of them are nostalgic for those old, uh, Reliant K songs, uh, then, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, like, you grow up with a band, and, you know, you enjoy every step along the way, you know? I don't think there's been a Reliant K song that I've, you know, like, truly hated, which is cool. But then again, I don't really hate too many songs, you know, because I don't really have that much appreciation of music, so I can't really judge whether one's uh, bad or not. You know, a lot of them are catchy, a lot of them are not as catchy, you know, that kind of thing for me. I, I, I'm not really that much of a music connoisseur. I'm working on it, though. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I would suggest, you know, at least checking out Reliant K. Be My Escape is probably their biggest hit. Uh, also, Must Have Done Something Right. Um, Sadie Hawkins Dance. Um, uh, Chapstick, Mood Rings, some of their old stuff, but also Air for Free. Uh, Boomerang. Um, yeah, so... Uh, the, I would suggest, you know, checking those out. They're, they're pretty cool. If you're into, like, the kind of punk genre. Uh, also, like, kind of alternative-ish. 
So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. This has kind of been a longer podcast than usual, but I'm going to get on more often. I'm going to record more podcasts because I have a lot more thoughts on other stuff. A lot more stuff has happened since, you know, the last episodes, like months ago. You know, I'm probably going to talk about Fortnite at some point. Uh, I want to talk about the sitcom AP Bio. And I, you know, I'll, like a lot of other stuff that, you know, Twitch and I have this whole list that I'm kind of randomly generating stuff to, to talk about. And Reliant K came up this time. Uh, so, yeah, uh, a lot more stuff is on the way of just me talking about stuff. So if you enjoyed this, uh, let me know. Give me a review on iTunes. Give me a review wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, at HeartRightYT. And you can check me out on Instagram as well. It's, I believe, LoganSmith333. I think that's it. Maybe. I don't know. You'll be able to find my Instagram through my Twitter at, at some point. And also my YouTube. You can just search for HeartRight on there. And my uh, my profile picture is just like a heart container from Legend of Zelda. Oh, that's another one I should talk about on, on the podcast is Legend of Zelda. Uh, but my Twitch ID is twitch.tv slash heartrightyt. Go check that out there. I'm streaming a lot more. I'm streaming some Fortnite, streaming some Pokemon, and just kind of experimenting with a lot of other stuff. Maybe some civilization, maybe some duct tape art I've been thinking about. Uh, so... Anyway, so that's been me talking about Reliant K, and thanks for joining me and listening this long. Hope you, uh, you know, learned something and and kind of uh, connected with me in our shared love of Reliant K, if you've listened to this this long. And uh, yeah, I'll be talking about probably more relatable subjects next time. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thanks so much, and bye-bye.